This is episode 56 of Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. On today's show, we are talking about the Packers' 24-16 win over the Carolina Panthers at Lambeau Field. Matt hurt himself. I I slammed my finger in the door, and then I, I... Beautiful Tuesday, and everything's going well everything here. Everything is going great. She's in Chicago land. Nothing has gone wrong at all. The best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I'm Mike Fleischman. We are coming from my beautiful South Side Estate on this snowy and cold Tuesday afternoon. That's Matt Mellomsetter, hey. the man for whom everything is going well today. <laughs> everything is going flawless today. Yeah. We should uh, all praise the Lord for uh, what he's done for us. Free sodas for everyone. <laughs> Free sodas for everyone. Um, make sure you keep track of your keys and uh, don't slam your fingers indoors. Are you like a fastidious key in I, one place, I things in another place keys. guy? Yes. I keep my okay. keys in the same pocket uh, in my jeans. And then once it becomes winter, they always stay in the left pocket of my jacket. They never come out. I wear the same jacket almost every single day. Yep. It's just, and I found them like underneath a chair. I was like, what? Sure. How did you get here? You don't come out of my pocket. You only come out to turn on the car and then you go right back in. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I also keep the little, uh, the tracker thing on it, but it, it wasn't okay. connecting sensible, today. sensible. So everything yeah, I keep, is going right. Yeah. Every, my pockets have the same configuration at all times. Yes. I'm one of the, I'm one of those guys, Amy, not, not like that. Yeah. She'll just be like, oh, I guess I'm keeping my keys in this pocket today. I'm just like, that's terrifying. <laughs> keys in the back left pocket, How? wallet in the front left pocket, phone in the, underneath the hat. How are we doing this? Uh, it's a way to live life that I think is a little bit riskier. Yeah, which I think I like. It's kind, of, you know, it's kind of like a, 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 it's it's your little lottery ticket every time you put your hand in. Throw caution to the wind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put, you might lose it, but you might yeah. find it. What pockets the wallet in today? Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? It's gonna be in one of them, or maybe not. I left my earbuds in in the pocket of a pair of pants I was wearing, and Amy does the laundry mm-hmm. at our at our South Side Estate. I do other stuff. Don't worry, listeners. Sure, but um, I didn't know where they had ended up because you know usually they just go on the table next to the laundry station, or they come back upstairs or something. She had put them in the pocket of 
some pants that she knew she was taking back upstairs. So the earbuds were in like the pocket of her pants. <laughs> and so when I'm asking about it, she's like, "What? you didn't look in the pocket of my pajamas? Like, <laughs> You're like, oh, no, no, ma'am. I didn't think no, they'd be I there. I had not done that yet. <laughs> I'll check next time. I was going to get to that after up. I looked in literally every other place <laughs> that I possibly could. I was going to check the, uh, the bathroom toilet paper holder next, but the pajamas were coming up on the list. Here, here's the thing about like married life is that the like little things happen a hundred times a year and they they're like they drive you insane but like they don't matter but they do happen yeah like when you know when i can't find something that i know went downstairs to the laundry i'll be like hey babe have you seen that pen and like the first thing that the question gets asked is like well have you looked by the laundry like no i actually hadn't uh, thought no, of that Thank I you. of course i looked by the laundry <laughs> like <laughs> like i wouldn't be involving you until after yeah. i had exhausted a few basic possibilities <laughs> I'm sure I do a million things like that as well. Oh, of course. I think we yeah. all do. Like, I, think I we just all say have incredibly little... stupid things yeah. in oh. response to questions. <laughs> yeah. We all say dumb stuff constantly. <laughs> I I oftentimes think about it. What if I never open my mouth again? Like, hey, babe, have you ever seen my hat? Like, have you looked by where the hats are? Like, oh, no, it hadn't occurred to me to look by where the hats are yet. <laughs> Let's check. I was asking you first. <laughs> <sighs> Isn't life great? Oh, it is. It's fun. <laughs> 24-16 is the score of our Packers victory on a snowy and cold Sunday afternoon from Lambeau Field. Packers go into the bye week 8-2 and two and have a nice response against the Carolina Panthers after dropping a game in Los Angeles, not San Diego, playing yes. the Chargers, in which uh, the Packers looked to be asleep, couldn't score points, yeah, couldn't do anything. Just looked uh, abysmal. Yep, Devontae Adams first game back from from his turf toe injury, which makes it sound like something that you suffer like, you know, while you're playing golf or yeah. like playing croquet or something. Like turf toe is a torn ligament in the foot, which is like a nightmare. Yeah, no, I had always thought turf toe was uh, similar to turf burn, and I always was like, oh, how do you get that in your toe? Yeah. And now, you know, it's it's it's. Then they show you the diagram of it, and you're yeah. like, oh, how does that man ever do anything? Yeah, how does he walk again? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it looks awful. It, it, it seems so painful. Um, but Devontae Adams back and back in a big way uh, on Sunday. Huge game. I think he had 10 catches, um, over 100 yards. You know, he, he, he looked stellar. He was back in the flow of the offense. Uh, Seven catches. Seven catches. 118 yards. 110. 10 targets. 10 targets. That's what I was thinking of. Um, so, you know, he was, he was back in the flow of the offense. Uh, he looked he looked great. He he made a few plays that, you know, only Devontae Adams can make. There's there's a few of those things that he does that just no one else in the world can do. Um and so it was great to see that back on the field for the Packers. Yeah, the mix was back. I yes. felt like down in Los Angeles last week, they had Devontae Adams back and were going completely one dimensional. Mm -hmm. And that they were just trying to get Devontae Adams into the flow of the game and Devonte didn't have his normal release package mm -hmm. available to him yet. Last week, he looked he looked like he had spent I don't know four weeks unable to practice. Yeah, he looked like he'd spent <laughs> four weeks unable to run or move yeah. very well. Um, and this week, he looked much more uh, you know like the usual Devonte yep. Adams. And just right off the jump, you know, we've we've we're to the point now where we take Adams for granted as yeah. Packer fans, but like he continues to amaze me and the little things amaze me. He had a terrible game last week coming off of a very tough injury that it's still amazing that he rehabbed in the amount of time that it took him to rehab it. Yeah. And he responded 
by destroying this game. Yeah. <laughs> and by going taking back over. to his normal self and then yeah. showing that tenacity that he always has. And you know, the physical tools are there, but tons of guys get drafted with those same sort of physical tools, like, you know, long reach, big hands, good extension, quick feet. Yeah. You know, the, uh, there's a there's a huge compliment of wide receivers that come into the league every year who have that same package of, of what Adams can do, but they don't have the determination. Yeah. And yeah, for Adams, like that's, it's not even like that's a compliment. It's like it kind of, it puts him in that that other realm of guys. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think just determination is is underselling. Yeah, understating what, it. But yeah. those guys that where you just kind of look at him like, are you sure, man? Yeah, <laughs> are you for real? Yeah, um, yeah, man. He's because because you, you know you look at Devontae Adams and he's not this massive, imposing, you know, physical specimen that should be studied in in you know a science class a hundred years from now is is the perfect human. Um, but he is like just so quick he's lightning quick he's so smart about the game he 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 can in an instant you know change his release he can read the coverages downfield while the play is going on adjust his route he's just so good and in tune with Aaron Rodgers on every every play every snap yeah it's one thing to be quick it's another thing to like use that quickness to go somewhere useful yes And that's, I think so much of Devante gets lost in that idea of like, well, he has the best releases as, as though he was just like, this is just some guy who just has good releases. Like, like plenty of guys can move their feet real fast. Yeah. He uses that. He uses his feet going real fast to get him to a spot he yeah. needs to be in. You know, it, it's, it's like basketball. Never dribble unless you're trying to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Don't dribble stationary. Don't dribble in a station. Don't dribble standing still. Dribble to go somewhere. Use your dribble effectively. Devonte uses every single step effectively. There's not a step wasted. There's not a movement wasted. Another thing that was back in this game, uh, Joe Joe and Troy had the had the bullet points in their broadcast of this game of the Packers are giving up big plays on defense. Mm-hmm. Like the defense, we thought it was good, but it's actually false. And you know what I mean? so, it's situationally, it's really good, uh, but you know they give up a lot of yards, a lot of big mm-hmm. plays. But the storyline coming into this game was, of course, that all right. So Kyle Allen is your guy at quarterback now for the Panthers. Cam Newton is shut down. We'll talk more about Cam later. Mm-hmm. But Allen, a uh, a backup and a rookie, a guy who's been pressed into service, who actually turns out to be uh, pretty damn good. Yeah. But the big story on the Panthers is that it's it's strength on weakness in that Christian McCaffrey, who is an absolute terror of a running back, does everything right. You know, he's he's the he might be the best all-around running back in the game that isn't Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I, at, I, at the I, moment, I think Christian McCaffrey's better than Dalvin Cook. I think he's okay. he's he's stellar in in every facet of the game, including pass block. I'm also a Camara guy in in a yeah, lot of ways. He's, so he's, he's special. But Christian McCaffrey does all the things that you need to do as a running back, right? Yeah, like I said last week, he's Aaron Jones perfected. Yes, and exactly, he's you because know, he's got everything from like the pick up a half a yard. You know, when everyone knows that you're going to pick up half a yard to break off an 85 yard touchdown run mm-hmm. in which you out accelerate three cornerbacks. Yeah. Like, and he can do all that sort of stuff. And the Packers defense has allowed a ton of big plays and especially had 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 real trouble stopping runs and allowing big runs. And it's not not that Christian McCaffrey didn't run the ball well in this game it's that he didn't beat the Packers yes by running the ball yeah 20 carries 108 yards it's a 5.4 average he had one touchdown 
you know, that's that's a good night out for Christian McCaffrey. That's a good night out yeah, for Aaron if the Jones. Be, if the best running back in the league comes into your place and does that. I think he lived with it. Yeah, I, I really, live with that. He really lived with it. And he wasn't, you know, hyper effective in the pass game either. Mm-hmm. You know, six catches, 33 yards, no touchdowns um, on seven targets. You know, his longest reception was 11 yards. His longest rush was 18 yards. You know, they, they really did hold him in check. They didn't get, allow him to get out and break, you know, a 35-yard rush, a 50-yard rush, a, you know, a, take a screen pass to the house for 30 yards or whatever. You know, they, they, they really did a good job of, of holding him in check, holding him, uh, limiting him in whatever way you really can. You know, he's going to get his yards, he's going to get his touches, but, you know, about 140 yards total, you live with that. The story coming in for the Panthers was also that the Panthers have a lot of what you need to make a rookie quarterback look very good mm-hmm. in that you have Christian McCaffrey, who is fantastic. You have... DJ Moore, who is really very good. I haven't seen a lot of DJ Moore yet. He's really He's fantastic. You have Greg Olson, who is just one of those ageless guys. Jason Witten still just Mm -hmm. trucking along. So you you have a couple of things that make it very easy to play quarterback when you're a rookie and you're smart and you're good. Yeah. Like Kyle Allen is like it's not he's not coming on to I don't know I say the Miami Dolphins yeah who have none of those things yeah who have no weapons mm-hmm. um, like you don't have to respect the play action but when you play action to Christian McCaffrey you respect it you better watch out yeah so Kyle Allen really was given a lot of work to do in this yeah. game he dropped back forty three times and you know usually like you say like okay a rookie backup quarterback is going to throw forty three times against you. When you have like an MVP candidate running back, you think like, okay, advantage Packers. And it ended up being that way. But much like Matt Moore, there is some high level quarterback play coming from backups who have to face the Packers this year. And, and, you know, there's, I like Cal Allen. I, he immediately made me a believer. Yeah. He, he, you know, he's so slippery in the, in the backfield. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's, he's a decent decision maker. You know, he's had some struggles with fumbles and turnovers this year, but, Yep. Kind of to be expected with every rookie quarterback, yeah, especially an undrafted rookie quarterback like Kyle Allen. Um, yeah, he had a, uh, a fumble uh, that he lost and an interception that he threw. Yeah. Another another end zone interception for the Packers. Yeah, and there should have been one more interception. Mm-hmm. Jair dropped it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, overall, not a terrible day for Kyle Allen. You know, there's there's a, a decent amount of pressure put on him by this 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 Packers defense. You know, Preston Smith had two sacks. Um, Tyler Lancaster had a sack. There, there was, there was pretty often pressure in the backfield. He was Kyle Allen, so slippery and had such good movement in the pocket to keep plays alive and make plays out of nothing, um, which is I thought probably the most impressive part of his game. Packers fans, if you want to make a little bit of a comparison on what a backup who has a chance to be an NFL starter should look like, go watch Brett Hundley's game tape. Watch when he gets into any kind of trouble yeah. at all versus watch Kyle Allen yeah. when he gets into some trouble. Watch Mason Rudolph this year, too, if yeah. you want to see a, a quarterback who handles himself real well in a place where he doesn't have a lot of expectations around him when he gets into trouble. Watch these guys maintain good mechanics. The feet, 
stay pointed in a sensible direction. Yeah. The head is up, is yep. looking downfield. The ball, for the most part with Allen, comes into a sensible place. Yeah, comes close to the body. Mm-hmm. Comes close to the body, but still usually maintains in a throwing mm-hmm. posture. Like the shoulders don't break down. Yeah. A lot of good stuff happens. Versus watch Brett Hundley when pressure comes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, crazy. Turtles up. Crazy things happen. Yeah. Um, so Kyle Allen has got like I've, like I said about Mason Rudolph, he's got a list of things that I don't know if he's a full-time NFL starter yet, but he's got a list of things that he can do that NFL starting quarterbacks do. Yes. So, uh, and you know, at the very least, he seems like a kind of a bridge gap kind mm-hmm. of guy. You know, he he's he's gonna if he doesn't stick with the Panthers, you know, if the Panthers keep Cam Newton around, I'm sure we're gonna talk about that later. Um, you know, Kyle Allen might be an appealing piece of trade bait to somebody else. You know, he might uh he might work out uh with a team that needs a little bit of a one year, two year kind of starter. So the Packers get the game started. They get the ball. Nope. The Panthers get the game started. They get the ball first. Yeah. And go six plays, 23 yards. Have to punt at the Green Bay 42 on fourth and three. This was usually a spot where a Ron Rivera guy, a gambler, yeah. would have gone for it. I I would have gone for it. I would have gone for it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I was thrilled that they didn't. <laughs> Thank God. Uh Packers go three yards and punt. Jimmy Graham called for the false start, took this uh this possession off schedule for Green Bay. Uh Carolina gets the ball back. They score first on a five play fifty-three yard touchdown drive. They had a nice field position as J.K. Scott had probably the worst game he's had. Yeah, he really, he really struggled. I mean, as that, a pro, that that first punt uh, for the Packers, J.K. Scott leaves his leg and only goes thirty six yards to the Carolina forty seven. Um, you know, it's it's you're not gonna you're maybe not gonna flip the field when you're at your own seventeen, but time, there's we've yeah. seen him kind of do that. We you know we've seen him put it at their thirty, their twenty. Yeah. Um, from his 17, you know, he's, you're not going to pin him in the 10, but, you know, get it out of your own part of the field. Yeah, rough, rough game for Scott. Eh, yeah. We'll, yeah, let, we'll let it go. Young guy. Kyle Allen starts the touchdown drive with a 38-yard pass play to DJ Moore. Uh, Christian McCaffrey gets involved, uh, takes a run, catches a pass, takes another run, and then Curtis Samuel catches the touchdown pass from Allen. It's 7 nothing. Panthers. And you think, oh, heck, the Packers just had a three and out. Panthers have gotten themselves a touchdown on a drive where everything looks in sync. But the Packers respond and uh, come all the way back. A defensive pass interference on the on a good Devontae Adams deep route mm-hmm. gets the drive started. 20-yard penalty. Uh, Packers picked on this guy Jackson all day yeah. at cornerback. I'll take Jackson, yeah. Which is... Which was a good idea. Yeah, he's uh, he was willing to play. Yeah, you know, and he's he's one of those cornerbacks who's a bit physical. But if you get him, if you get him the ref's attention early, yeah, you know, yeah, they they like to continue flagging him. Yeah, him and him and Cockrell, they really uh, struggled a little bit. Cockrell was filling in. Um, normally not a starter, didn't play uh, supremely well, but uh, you know. Packers did a nice game plan. Attack these corners. Um, did a good job. Attack the corners. Not only attack the corners through deep routes, but then make the corners tackle as yes. well. Run out. Which was a very, very good idea. Kumaro passed short left, gets 11 yards, and 
The uh, the the couple of big plays come with a uh, a deep pass to Alan Lazard over the middle. Lazard gets involved early. Yeah, he with, had another great with this catch. He is very good. He's really good. Devontae Adams with a 15-yard strike, and then that brings it to the five. Aaron Jones, five yards up the middle. Uh, we talked about Jamal Williams wanting to be your short yardage goal line running back, but I think another thing the Packers have done this season is that they have improved their scheme yeah. for Aaron Jones, who is turning into a tenacious enough runner to yeah. be useful in these goal line situations. He keeps the legs churning. More on that later. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> right, that. Yeah. Uh, so it's 7-7 after the Aaron Jones touchdown run. Uh, Carolina comes down, gets a field goal. Just another drive where they're in sync and they're on schedule. Christian McCaffrey gets a big run of 18 yards. It's followed up, of the day. Yep, followed up immediately by Greg Olson, 16-yard pass. And then the drive stalls out first and 10 at the Green Bay 29. No gain. Darnell Savage coming downhill on Christian McCaffrey. Savage has dropped off a bit after that ankle injury kind of yeah. sapped his momentum, but he got involved early and often in stopping the run in this game. Mm-hmm. And for a guy like Savage, like seemed to just get his brain back into a, uh, into a place where his aggressive game came a little bit more easily to him. Yeah. Cause he had to hit early and often. Sometimes that helps guys. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he had a, a missed sack on Kyle Allen. You know, we saw Kyle Allen uh, kind of shake a few guys off. And there was, there was one time where, where Petten drew up a uh, kind of a, a pressure off the side mm-hmm. with Darnell Savage. Um, you know, he's unblocked. He's a free runner on the quarterback uh, coming off that. It's the side Kyle Allen's face and coming off his right side. Um, and Kyle Allen just able to slip out of it. Yep. You know, Darnell gets both hands on him, flies right by him. Kyle Allen's strong enough to weather the storm, stick through it. Yep. Um, and the thing is, is that Savage will learn from that in that this ain't Maryland. Yeah, you got to break down. Yeah. You got to break down and wrap them up. You've you got to just. You, you, yeah, you have to. You cannot be coming in 120 miles an hour on an NFL quarterback. Yeah. You know, like Maryland's a you know, good school and all that. But you didn't. Sure. You maybe saw one guy as good as Kyle Allen. Yeah, if in, that. In two seasons. Yeah, if really, if that. <laughs> at Maryland. Like, um, yeah, you, you're not going to get away ACC. with just coming in, coming in headhunting. Yeah, the best quarterback you saw was Daniel Jones. Yeah. Um, well, uh, but uh, yeah, no, he, he, he'll he get he'll get back on it. You know, he before he went out, uh, I, I had him pegged as defensive rookie of the year. You know, he was he was so uh, important to this defense early on. Kind of lost a little momentum once he went out. Um, but. You know, I, I think it's just part of that the rookie process, you know, is 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 you know, progression is not linear. You know, guys are not getting better A to B to C to D. They're going A to W to B to C to X to you know, they're jumping all over the map. Progression is not backwards and forwards, it's everywhere. And so uh you know, there's there's strengths here from Darnell. There's some weaknesses, but um, yeah, well, it was a big. A lot of these things, he's being asked to do a, a big boy job. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's being asked to be, you know, a massive key part of this defense. And uh, honestly, he's been he's been he's lived up to it. Yeah, he, uh, for he's the most really part. good. I'm a big fan. And getting uh, Ibrahim Campbell back was also huge for this I'm defense. I'm coming right there because yeah. <laughs> Ibrahim Campbell seemed to come in a little bit, but he rears his head on a nice third down uh, stop at the Green Bay 32 on this Carolina Panther drive. Kenny Clark and Ibrahim Campbell bottle up Christian McCaffrey for a loss of three. It forces the 50-yard field goal from Joey Sly. At that point, it's 10-7. 
Carolina. Packers punt on the very next possession. Panthers get it back on another shit J.K. Scott punt for 32 yards to the Carolina 45. And immediately this drive starts out real promising for the Panthers. And again, you're thinking like, oh, man, this game is could could get a little wild. Kyle Allen uh, picks up nine yards to D.J. Moore. And then on the very next play, uh, Kyle Al- Allen uh, fumbles. Montrevious Adams jumps on it. A uh, whole bunch of there was a bunch of pressure on Kyle Allen all game. Yeah, he was elusive for the most part, but he had this one knocked out. And good play by Montrevious Adams to basically take it from between the legs. Yeah, of it, an offensive lineman. Yeah, it, I mean this was like pretty much on the snap, right? Mm-hmm. Like this was. If, Allen like kind of lost it on the snap, yeah, bad snap, and then like fell on it and like tried to pull it into yeah, it was his Allen, legs. Yeah, it was Allen who fell on it. Yeah, and, and he had the yeah he had the ball sort of just between the legs in in spot, and Montrevious Adams just said no. Was in the fine. backfield and took care of it. Yeah, it was uh, fantastic. It's a nice play by Montrevious Adams. Kind of a silly play by Kyle Allen, uh, just kind of dropping a snap, um, but. Uh, you know, well, it's a, um, what does Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur ask the team after after wins? Did we win the turnover margin? They did today. Yeah, they really and did. they Won got the they got points yeah. off of both Carolina turnovers. Fifty two yards for a touchdown off of this one. The big play comes on the deep pass right from Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. One uh, of, yeah, we talk about like Adams being able to extend and make catches, being able to get balls in uncomfortable spots. He's also very good at reading reading where a ball is going to be through traffic. Yeah. Oh, man. He, he can have an obstructed view, and this was one of those plays where you just don't expect the catch to be made. No. Because it looks like he's got blanket coverage, but the ball just sort of falls yeah. into his hands. <laughs> this was perfect coverage by Cockrell. Yeah. I mean, he was he was... On him the whole time, there was hardly any space for Devontae to get this ball. And and one thing I think Devontae does so well is that he those hands are late. Mm-hmm. The hands are not early. The hands are late. He doesn't give the defensive back who's covering him a chance to know where he expects the ball to be at. You know, so often the defensive back is turned back to the ball looking at the receiver. And so they're judging like when the eyes go up, when the hands come up, we react to that. And Devante does such a good job of holding the arms back. And and a lot of the Packers receivers do this really well until the last possible moment. And you saw this on this one where, you know, that thing comes in, it it cockles hip and Devante Adams, Kind of holds his arms back, sticks him out just in time to catch the ball, pulls it right back in. Um, just a, a unbelievable play. Watching that live was um, just insane. It reminded me a lot of that Philadelphia Eagles touchdown a few years ago that kind of spurred on the run the table uh, stretch where uh, Rodgers put it between like a guy's outstretched arms um, to fit it into Devontae. Just remarkable. Sets up first and goal at the 10. At second and goal at the 8, Jackson is again whistled for a holding penalty that was more of just like a pro wrestling takedown in the back of the end zone. That was fun. Uh, So it sets up first and goal at the 1. They stop Aaron Jones first time, but they don't stop him the second time. Aaron Jones on on this play. This is the one where he sort of bounced it all the way out wide right, I believe. Yep. Um, His ability to do that so quickly is... Yeah, is it, what's making him effective on the goal line now. Yeah, is that he's got a great sense for when the defense no longer has the angle because he can telegraph. Okay, I'm going straight up the middle. Everyone collapses, and then 
boink. Yeah. yeah. Just jumped out and gone. And we'll we'll talk about because there's a there's a play coming up where I think that that would have been a very useful thing to use in the play mm-hmm. call, but they didn't. Yes. Yeah. Um. Carolina Panthers get it back. They go. Uh, they get one first down, then have to punt from the Green Bay 48 on a fourth and 14 because Preston Smith sacks Kyle Allen and takes them out of any sort of uh, workable range. Third and seven at the 41, knocks it back to the 48. Pilardi has to punt. It's a touchback. The penalty on uh, Zadarius Smith for holding that doesn't matter. Um, Packers run the two-minute drill in five minutes and seven seconds and just grind it down all the way to third and goal, first and goal at the one yard line with two seconds left on the clock. They, instead of taking the field goal, you know, 18 yard field goal, why not get some points? Sure. They decide to go for it on first and one. I don't mind that. No, I, 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 you know, they're, you're getting the ball back at the end of the half. You Mm -hmm. know, if, if, if you score seven here and you make it, uh, twenty-one to ten, and then you get the ball back. Any points, ba- kind of put the game out of reach. Yeah. You know, it, this is the perfect chance to go to double up, get fourteen in a row, make it a huge swing. Um, and so I, you know, I really, really like the call. Uh, I like the decision. I hated the call. And this this whole drive. Let's go back to third and thirteen, all the way back at the seven. This whole drive was set up by a roughing the passer penalty on McCoy. Mm-hmm. For the Panthers, in which you know, the refs might have had this one a little bit wrong. In yeah, that McCoy tried to not land on Rogers. Yeah, he turned to the side. I didn't think it was a roughing the pass yeah. call. Yeah, the the view the view of it from where the refs were standing. Yeah, McCoy's sure. very big, and I I get the idea <laughs> that that they're sure. trying to trying to make that call, but all the same, like. This whole drive happened because of a uh, a penalty that they don't like. And I'll tell you another thing I don't like about that is that it put Troy Aikman into his worst mode, yeah. which is the shit that didn't happen in the game mode. Because he's, you know, he's talking about how the fact that they call the phantom penalty mm-hmm. and it would have been a Green Bay punt from their own end zone had they not called the penalty, which would have at least been three points. Yeah. But then if Green Bay goes down and gets a touchdown. It's a 10-point swing. It's a 10-point swing. None of that happened no, in didn't. the game. But you've got Aikman, like, there's a game going on, and he's talking about another game. That is happening, that is in, happening his in his own mind. <laughs> he's abysmal. At one point, he referred to Wisconsin as the Northeast uh, during he, this game. He's so, he's so bad at talking about the game that's happening that he actually starts talking about games that aren't happening. <laughs> that he's, he's living through in his brain. Um, it's, it's just depressing. But anywho... <laughs> The phantom penalty sets up Green Bay to kind of walk walk down the field. Yeah, and, and the biggest play in this drive is the Jimmy Graham play, forty eight mm-hmm. yards. Um, just he caught it and he didn't move fast, but he rumbled and grumbled and and rolled yeah. down the field for forty eight yards. You know, I thought Jimmy Graham had a pretty nice day today. That's uh, what he can do. Yeah, he's grumble and rumble and yeah. roll down the field. I um, have no idea how he was that open and how he was oh able God, to get forty eight yards up. in space. Yeah, the whole time I was just thinking, like, just fall down. You're gonna get it stripped away from yeah, you. You're moving both, so both slow that the they're ball. gonna be able to like wind up and punch it. Oh like yeah, Donkey Kong. Um, but 
you know, he, he, he played pretty well. What we've seen from Jimmy Graham the last couple of weeks is that he's been a willing run blocker. He's been an excited and willing blocker in space. I mean, the dude is keeping his job because yeah. of stuff like that. Yes. You know, and, and you know, game opens, first play for the Packers is is um, nine-yard Aaron Jones run off the right tackle. And it's all set up because of a massive Jimmy Graham block mm-hmm. on a defensive end. You know, he, he he did a really good job and he's he's keeping snaps now that Jay Sternberger's back because of this block. Yeah, it's a, it's and he's never been anything other than like a finesse pass catching tight end. Yeah. And all of a sudden he gets into this place in his career where he can't run, can't jump. Yeah. Can still catch and he's turning himself into a run blocker in order to stay on the field. Great. Like a big high-priced free agent like that doing that in his second year. With with Green Bay under a new head coach, like Jimmy Graham knows his business. Because that's ups, that's man. not yeah, that's not something that everyone's going to do no, for you. That's something that most people are not going to do. Yep, is at this stage in their career decide. All right, now I'm going to be really physical. Yeah, not you know. All right, yeah, let's it, let's keep on playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 and I I think that speaks again to you know really what. Um, Matt LaFleur has brought to this team, man. It's like, you know, you didn't see that kind of stuff last year with the, with under McCarthy. And I think McCarthy was, you know, a good coach for the vast majority of his career. But I think that LaFleur just brought a different energy. And I think that that has really resonated with the, this team. So Penn, um, despite all of our digressions, Green Bay with two seconds left at the end of the half has first and goal from the Carolina one. And, I love the idea to not kick the field goal here and go for it, but this play call is the worst. This is the awful. Shit. This was the worst play. Uh, it, it, you line up like that before, you know, uh, Carolina calls their timeout. You come out after Green Bay's timeout. Green Bay calls a timeout. They come out, they line up in the single back, you know, like 21, would it be, um, personnel? Mm-hmm. Two tight ends, one uh, running back. Might have even been 31, might have been three tight ends, whatever. It's the biggest, heaviest personnel group you've got just to run it up the middle. Carolina calls a timeout. You know exactly what the Packers are doing. Packers come back out with the exact same formation, looking like they're going to run the exact same play. And it looks so telegraphed. It just looks like, oh, they're going to run it up the middle. And they run it up the middle and just get absolutely mauled. Yeah, McCoy, McCoy absolutely blows Just it up. Blows through the entire offensive line. And it was the perfect situation where you have nobody out wide. Everybody is in on yep. the line. Sweep it to Aaron Jones. Nobody's beating him to the pylon. Oh, yeah, just pitch it. Just pitch it out. Just play action bootleg Aaron Rodgers yeah. to the pylon. Or, yeah, th- there's, which, is the, which is the play call that I thought for all my life was coming. Yes, it was there just the naked bootleg? Well, yeah. What I wanted was was a, a just anything other than this. You know, yep. it's it's Rogers talked about it afterwards in the post game presser, and this made me upset. Was you know like he was like we would have gotten killed if we had thrown it. You know, think about the Eagles game. We got killed for throwing it on on the one three times. Who cares if you get killed for it? It's the right play call. Yeah, I'm not suggesting throwing it. I'm suggesting. Going anywhere except straight anywhere up the middle. except running it up the middle. Yeah. It doesn't... I don't give a shit whether it's a th- run or a pass. Just don't be so textbook with it. You who Also, who cares if the media kills you over a play call? That should not impact the way that you call a game that's some Matt Nagy shit. Yeah, and it's... 
I think Rogers was being sarcastic mm-hmm. with that. Like, I think he was just kind of being, I hope so, being sort but... of his normal, normal self with that. But yeah, I'm not suggesting throwing it. I'm suggesting running it to somewhere where the defense isn't <laughs> lined up. Where 11 defenders yeah. are not lined yeah, up. Yeah, that, that would be more of it. Uh, Packers at least, you know, Packers at this point would, uh, would never give up the lead in the game. They'd hold on throughout the rest of it. Um, they come out, they get the ball, goes 75 yards in five plays. Uh, big pass here is uh, a deep left to Devontae Adams runs out for uh, 38 yards burns Jackson again and then uh, Aaron Jones breaks off a 28 yard uh, run right immediately after it yeah and so basically you turn uh, second down and 26 after a Bakhtiari penalty into um, you go from second and 26 at your own nine two plays later you're first and 10 at the 25 pretty good. Carolina that's pretty good that's the defense doing what it's supposed to do uh, Kumaro gets down to the 13 and Aaron Jones runs in from uh, from 13 yards out uh, the the Packers took they needed 10 games to really figure out this zone run cutback yeah scheme that everything in this offense works around um, I know that the Carolina Panthers Defensive front is built to get pressure on the passer more yeah. than it is to stop the run. I know that Luke Keekley is well past his prime yeah. as yeah. as a run stopping linebacker. Yeah, so you've got a a pretty prime opponent to work this this zone run blocking yeah. scheme Perfect against. It, it worked great. Packers up twenty one to ten at that point. Carolina gets it back. They go right down the field. And then second and 10 at the 11, Kyle Allen looking <laughs> into the back of the end zone. It's tipped up by Adrian Amos, falls into uh, Williams' hands. Uh, Tremont Williams is, I don't know if he has a lot more plus plays in his career, but this one was, this was, was great. vital. Yeah, this was, this was a really nice play. And, and, you know, this year I think Tremont has really uh, exceeded my expectations, uh, definitely. You know, I, I, I didn't think he was going to be playing much this year. I thought he was going to be more of a... You know, just a, a leader in the the locker room, yeah. kind of a presence well, guy. The Raven Green, Ibrahim Campbell injuries yeah. p- p- forced him back into service, and and he's been you know very solid as a slot cornerback. I remember, um, I think it was about week five or week six. You know, he was he was top ten slot cornerbacks in the NFL yeah. according to PFF, which you know a grain of salt, but still the fact that he's you know being recognized in that kind of class, I think symbolizes you know what yeah. he, what he what he's really done this year. He's, he's been pretty fine. solid. Yeah, he's been he's fine. He's solid. Yeah. He's you know he's he's nothing exceptional. He's thirty eight years old. But you know, he, the interception essentially went off Amos's hands. Yeah, and Tremont stayed with it. So that's I love that kind of stuff because you've seen Jerry uh, Alexander. If he had better hands, would have about twenty five interceptions. Yeah, already. Season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, but that's just a. That's why he plays defense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Will, Williams and other guys cashing in on this uh, fourth interception in an opponent's end zone for the Packers this season, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that that just continues to be a strength of the team. I I love seeing that. Whatever whatever you know, strengths and weaknesses this defense has, if you take the ball away when the opponent's in the red zone, yeah, like the Packers have, yeah. You're going to cancel out a lot of your own weaknesses. Packers get a field goal on the next drive. Uh, Jamal Williams, this is his series, and the you know, Packers are are really emphasizing uh, Williams as a change of pace. I like the fact that when they bring Williams in, they really try to get him going. Yeah. 
He's and, just yeah, so do a lot good. of stuff with him because he's also incredible. Um, forty-seven yard field goal. It would have been a fifty-three yard field goal if it had not been for Dontari Poe lining up in over the center on the fifty-three mm. yard field goal attempt. Yep. Uh, this is just it's it's an easy thing. Yeah. It's one of those it's one of those dumb mistakes in the game. I don't know if it matters. Crosby has been pretty you know, pretty dead on this season, but you just can't line up over the long snapper anymore. You cannot be inside the long snapper's shoulders. Yeah. Because that's just a perfect way to murder a long snapper. Oh yeah, he's not he can't he doesn't block, correct? Like a long no. snapper's not really gonna block you. He's he, He's snapping the football, man. Yeah, he's a, not an athlete. Yeah, he's an athlete, but he's not a he's not a big, strong blocking man. Hunter Bradley's not down there. No, blocking Don Terry Poe. And it was Luke Keekley who like called a shift for like the defensive ends to kind of crash the tackles to crash in, mm -hmm. but they crashed in too far. Yeah, and. You could you see you saw in that play Keekley standing in the middle. The ref is standing right next to him. Keekley shouts for that shift. The ref go. The ref turns and is like, "That's going to be an illegal formation penalty if they snap the ball." So Keekley's kind of doing that thing where he's like, "No, stop!" <laughs> but they snap the ball yeah. and it's too late. Yeah. So it basically, forty-seven yard field goal uh, makes it twenty-four to ten. At that point, there is still a minute twenty-one left in the third quarter, and the Panthers immediately go 10 plays, 82 yards in four minutes and 23 seconds for the touchdown. And again, like you're thinking like, well, this Panthers team will not go away. This is the point where Kyle Allen starts. To, he's really in sync in the yeah. game. He, he just starts kind of just managing what he needs to do in a really nice way. McCaffrey ripped off a big 14 yarder to get the drive started. You know, McCaffrey with a nine-yard completion. Greg Olson for 15 yards. McCaffrey for four yards. Curtis Samuel, yeah, 15. Yeah, Curtis Samuel for 15. It just, just, it, it's just working the way it's supposed to work. Second one from the Green Bay three. And Christian McCaffrey punches it in at that point. If you kick the extra point, you're down by seven, 24-17. So, like, that's a good spot to be in, right? Yeah. On the road. And yeah, no, Ron Rivera decides to go for the two-point conversion attempt, and I'm still scratching my head at this. I still have no idea why. Like, I, I, I don't get it. I do not get it. And not only that, like, this is already an offense that has thrown in interception from pretty much the spot where you line up yeah. to, to attempt a two-point conversion. And, uh, yeah, Kyle Allen... Uh, can't find anyone. Packers really. You know, Packers make him move around a, a bit. Olsen, even if he hadn't you know, not caught the ball, yeah. he would already stepped out of bounds. So he can't can't be the first one to touch it. Like it was it was a you know play that just broke down and Packers stayed with it, even though Allen just extended the play. But it's just an incomprehensible call. Just a a, a bad decision. Yep. It just doesn't. You know it, you you. you you get it, I guess, if it's, you know, the, the touchdown to tie it up, you know, like if, if, if this was instead of, you know, to be 17, 24, if this was 23, 24, you know, and they need it's extra points to tie it up or go for two to win it, I guess I get it. 
but to do it before you've caught up to the other team just feels like you're putting yourself in a hole bigger than you're already in. Yep. Yeah, I didn't like this one. Packers get the ball back. They're up 24 to 16. Neither team would score again in the game. But Packers, you know, they take two minutes, 41 seconds off the clock as uh, on third and six, Rodgers incomplete to Alan Lazard. I would have ran it there, but who cares? Uh, Panthers get the ball back and pick up one first down on a uh, 14-yard completion to DJ Moore. And from there, first and 10, Olsen for two yards, incomplete to Olsen, and then Kyle Allen is sacked by Preston Smith on third and eight. And that's exactly the kind of plays like this. Tell, yeah. tell me all about how this defense gives up big plays, but Preston Smith is 10 sacks on the season. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> like, I mean, Preston and Zedarius lead the league in uh, sacks, uh, you know, as a combo. Um, and before this game, I believe uh, there's a stat I found about uh, Zedarius Smith versus Khalil Mack. This is two days ago. Zedarius Smith, 277 pass rush reps, 45 pressures, 16.2% pressure rate. Pretty good. Uh, let's compare him to a, a, a guy named Khalil Mack, 265 pass rush reps, 40 pressures, 15.9% pressure rate. I mean, Zedarius Smith has been stellar. Preston yep. Smith has been stellar. They've both been, you know, all pro level. Um, Meanwhile, the Bears seem to want to use Khalil Mack as a pass protector. Yeah, it's a, it's a coverage guy yeah, sometimes. Yeah, coverage guy. And it, it doesn't make any sense. But, it's total madness. Um, no, it, I, I'm, I'm just using that to highlight like how really, 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 really good both of these linebackers have been for the Packers. Just exceptional um, for Green Bay. They've, they've been wonderful. Yeah, it turns out that you can hide a lot of things because on on the Packers defense because again like you've got rookies and unproven guys yeah. and injuries all over your secondary and a defensive line that has like one good player on it and Blake Martinez who maybe isn't as good as everyone on you know, Green Bay yeah. thinks he is but maybe isn't as bad as people who don't like the Packers think he is you know I think he had the biggest play of the game yeah with- also he had the biggest play of the game but uh, essentially you you put the situation where like the Packers get the ball back with 406 left to go uh, they can't quite get the first downs they need. Um, third down and 14, Rodgers to Graham for 11 yards. And this was one of those things. This uh, Packers were taking off schedule on this drive, second down and nine at the 44, delay a game. And this was already after they had to take their second timeout because they couldn't get a play up to the line of scrimmage in time. Yeah. Um, this kind of stuff needs to get fixed. Yeah, I didn't get this. Yep, didn't like that at all. So fourth and eight at the 43, 32-yard punt to the 11. DJ Moore catches it, and the Carolina Panthers, who need to go 89 yards from there with 224 left, and then convert a two-point conversion, go 88 yards, Yeah, and do not get into the end zone. Um, again, like Kyle Allen... This was a perfect two-minute drill Yeah, up until the final play. This was exactly what you need a quarterback to do. He converted two fourth downs on this drive. Yeah, he's just – he was so good. Yeah, you know, he he showed glimpses of of 
you know, really, really solid play mm-hmm. uh, for this Panthers team. Um, and, you know, game ends on a Christian McCaffrey run up the middle. Yep. Uh, I mean, the game ends on the play that the Panthers got down there to run. Yeah. Yeah. Hand it to the hand it to your MVP candidate running back and let him make a play. Yeah. And he's stopped. Yeah. Stopped by Kyler Fackrell um, and Preston Smith. And, you know, Fackrell is in that gap to make this play only because Blake Martinez motions to him before the Mm -hmm. snap and says, go in that gap, get in that gap. Kyler Fackrell goes in that gap and it's right where McCaffrey runs him and Preston Smith make the stop. Um, so, you know, Blake Martinez, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of chatter about, you know, is, is he, is he worth a big extension this, this off season? You know, is he, is he worth a new contract? Is he as good as we've kind of thought of him as, you know, he's, he's cleaning up messes, but is he also kind of causing the messes? This is a big play. You know, that's just a, a, a veteran smart field general middle linebacker type of play. You know, guy who knows, knows everything that's happening yeah. on the defensive side. I got no problem with an an extension. I just don't. I don't think that there's a market for Blake Martinez that gets him the amount of money that him and his agent might think yes. he's worth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just don't know if the Packers want to stare like play that particular game of chicken. Yeah, because they might end up bargaining against themselves. Yeah, I, if, if they start listening to Blake Martinez and his agent, because I think a lot of real world NFL teams are going like you know middle linebacker with five years already on the yeah, on he's the tires. Got, he got three years left. Yeah, like, yeah, no. They're not going to pay him nearly what he thinks. But Packers hold on. 24-16. They're 8-2. and two. They're going into the bye week. They're going into the bye week marginally healthy. Mm-hmm. They're going into the bye week coming off of a win following a loss in which the team barely showed up. Yeah. As, like, they... They're they're going in knowing that they've fixed something that yeah. they needed to fix. I I I really like where they're at, and I I like the way that they've approached their two losses. In that you know the the Philadelphia game had its problems, but also like Philadelphia is fine is is a fine team. The Chargers are a better team than their record indicated, yeah. and the Packers responded with wins after both of those losses and. You know, coming back and beating the Cowboys on the road after that Eagles loss. That's and not just beating the Cowboys. I mean, yeah, really, drilling really the Cowboys. The Cowboys. It was coming thirty-one back, to three yeah. before garbage time. Coming you know, back like and facing, yeah, facing a team that uh, in the Panthers that has a legit MVP candidate yeah. on it on their offense. Uh, and these these kind of responses are huge. Packers will take a week off. Um, I'm going to have to track down some folks for a roundtable episode next yeah, week. I'm going to have to do that um, before they take on the 49ers. So they're going to go back out to the West Coast yep. and try this whole go play a good West Coast team thing again in two weeks. I, I have a feeling they're probably going to come out a little sharper. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. I, I think Matt LaFleur has a few things to prove uh, in that 49ers game in a few weeks here, um, kind of against one of his buddies and, and, and mentors in Kyle Shanahan. Um, yeah, I, I think that's going to be maybe the best game of the year um, in the NFL, I, I, along with last night's uh, game between the Niners and, and the Seahawks. Which I didn't watch a single moment of. Oh, I it, it ended in in a way that only a Seahawks football game can end in 
in overtime with the field goal. With uh, bullshit? Yeah, with bullshit. Because <laughs> yeah. the Seahawks have never won a normal football game. No. Uh, They've never played a normal football yeah. game. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the Niners are a really, really, really good squad coached by a really, really, really solid coach and innovative, uh, young, uh, offensive guru kind of guy, you know, runs the same system as Green Bay. Um, I think it'll be a really exciting game. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the week in the NFL, uh, touch on some other stuff going around the, the Packers and Carolina Panthers respectively. This is Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. We're at Cheesecagoland on Twitter. I'm at MP Fleischman on Twitter. He's at Melum Setter on Twitter. Join our Facebook group. It's called Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Um, or like our Facebook group. I don't know what you do with Facebook groups. I don't really understand. I've completely lost Facebook. I got a Facebook friend notification the other day, and I couldn't figure out how to accept it. Uh, okay. So Facebook has jumped the shark, I would say. Yes. Yes. Please uh, please join these social networks that are, are, I'm sure, not spying on you or doing anything at all that is unethical. We'll be right back on Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Chicagoland best podcast about the Green Bay Pike, the Green Bay Pikers. Is that did I say something racist? I, I think that now? that really sounds like a bad yeah. term. I don't know if it is or not, but is it, well at least it's a bad Starbucks roast. Piker is a sl- is a slang term for a gambler who makes only small bets, or in Australia, a person who withdraws from a commitment. <laughs> so. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, it's so yeah. The Green Bay Packers, not not the Pikers. I'm. I feel bad even saying saying it that word. It sounds, sounds, sounds wrong. Brutal. It's also uh, an all male acapella group at Washington University. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, okay, the Green Bay Packers, uh, the win over Carolina. Carolina is uh, an interesting team right now because the record currently sits at 5-4. and four. They're second in the NFC South by New Orleans at 7-2. and two. Uh, Tampa Bay and Atlanta are not going to provide them much competition from below at 3-6 and six and 2-7, and seven. respectively. They have, again, Kyle Allen is a guy who does things that starting quarterbacks in the NFL do. Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is an absolute monster. They 
after losing their first two games straight with Cam Newton clearly looking like uh, someone who shouldn't be playing football this season. They reeled off four wins in a row at the Cardinals. Fine. At the Texans, that's a legit win. And then versus the Jaguars and versus the Buccaneers. Um, they let the Jaguars and Buccaneers score 27 and 26 points, respectively. They've uh, they've beaten the Titans, and their remaining schedule is Falcons, Saints, Washington, Falcons, Seahawks, Colts, and Saints. So there's a little bit of easy – there's some easy teams. There's some very mm-hmm. tough teams yeah. in their final schedule, but I wouldn't count them off of, out of a playoff contention. No. I, Maybe just not a division crown. No, I totally wouldn't count this Carolina team out of a wild card, you know, out of a 9-7 and seven. Uh, type finish mm-hmm. you know this is not a bad team this is a a totally fine five or six seed you know they can definitely compete in the nfc they they've got wins over some solid teams you know the titans are not rollovers this year um you know they've they've had some real wins um this carolina team is is, is really pretty good well they just signed corn elder okay so they are going to win the super so bowl yeah now. it's it's super bowl now um Corn Elder, full name Cornelius Marquise Elder. Love that. So I understand corn as a shortening of Cornelius, and I think that should be more popular. <laughs> I think the name Cornelius should be yeah, more popular. Yeah, as do I. It's like an old name that should have a comeback. I want to name. I want to get a cat and name him Cornelius. I like old people names. I love old people names. You know, like there's my grandmother was named Irma. Oh, that's a great name. No one's named Irma. Anymore. No. Irma's a good name. Amy's grandparents are Bob and Marjorie. Marjorie. Marjorie, yeah. Beautiful name. It's Yeah, nothing, nothing like that is happening anymore. Um, the big story with the Panthers, of course, is that you know, Kyle Allen is your backup, but Cam Newton is owed $20 million next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, his health is very uncertain. Yeah, and, you know, when, when, you, when you play the way that Cam Newton has played this far in his, in his career, you know, you don't really know how long that's going to last. Yep. Yeah, Newton has been Newton has been really banged up. And it's not just like on the football field. He had like a rollover truck accident. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that was six or seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just had he's had a run of, of bad luck on the, yeah. on the field Seriously. and off. And when he is healthy, he's a very good quarterback who has made very legitimate strides of correcting some of the things that made him very inconsistent mm-hmm. early on in his career. I, uh, you know, early years watching him when I first moved to North Carolina, uh, around 2008, you know, and he first came into the league and was very highly touted. Like he was, he was fun to watch in like that way where you root against the Panthers. Yeah. Because you're a Packers fan living in North Carolina. It was very fun to watch. Cause you, you just sit next to your buddies watching football and you're like, He's about to throw an interception. He's going to back foot. Yeah. He's gonna, and there you go. He's going <laughs> to lean backwards yep. and loft it 20 yards downfield. Yep. And that happened way too much. But he really, really took start, uh, a lot of strides to improve his game and get better. So I'm, um, there's some rumors, you know, of course, the P- Panthers would be smart, I think, to let him go. Because I don't think you can pay him $20 million. <laughs> no, I, I... You should pay someone else. Yeah, I think... And I think, you know, you let Cam Newton walk. I think somebody else is going to pay him a big chunk of change. Um, someone who maybe needs a quarterback really badly. Um, like the Chicago Bears. Yeah, there's, there's a Chicago team yeah. I was thinking of um, that needs a quarterback pretty bad. Yeah, they could use a quarterback. That could work out for them. Um, 
you know, I, I, Cam Newton will land on his feet, and he'll play pretty darn well no matter where he ends up. You know, he's he's only thirty, um, but you know his 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 career, you know, as as such a physical, imposing running style quarterback. I mean, he's six five, almost two fifty. He likes to lay the thump on guys um, when he, you know, runs the football. He said so many, almost every year of his career, he's been over 500 yards rushing. You know, you run the ball that much, you're going to build up. Those hits build up fast. You know, yeah. those those hits count. They all count. And if you're running the ball, you know, every year except 2016, he ran the ball, he's run the ball over 100 times. There has been... An interesting antagonism that has developed between him and the media, kind of the the outside world at large, because a lot of people, he got very closely scrutinized, especially locally in Carolina, as like a young black quarterback who came into the game. And the, the amount of attention that got devoted to the very small things that he did as a young quarterback, Mm -hmm. like putting a towel over his head. Oh, yeah. Who cares? Or like, I forget what else, but there's like other small stuff that he did. Like when he came off the field, he put a towel on his head. It's hot. Uh, like, I don't know if you've been outside in North Carolina <laughs> in the summertime. It's hot, the fall, But it's hot out there. Um, and I think it's kind of, it's led him to a place where he's he's developing a bit more of like a, you know, the fashion choices. I kind of described them as like, I didn't use the word antagonistic last week, but like a confrontational. Yeah. Like he's kind of developed a, a, a sort of reaction and a confrontational attitude towards, towards press and scrutiny of his life, which I think is like, I don't have a particular problem with it, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's a, it's a personal development. Mm-hmm. It's a, 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 a notch in the, the theory of Cam Newton as an auteur, you know, it's, it's these reactions to the press, this, kind of babushka style where he wears the big scarf over his head yeah um you know it's 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 like, I, you know don't think that he didn't do that knowing full well that that was about the towel yes yes yeah. yes exactly don't yeah he did that knowing that it was going to draw a little at least a small reaction from the press when he came out and wore it yeah um, and you know i i think there's this 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 awareness of him as an as an icon as a as a um you know, there's very few athletes that I think have as distinguished of a personal style as Cam Newton. You know, it's it's kind of like him and Russell Westbrook are the two people that I look at them dress and I go, all right, nobody else can dress like you. You're the only two people in the world that can dress like that. Um, Draft day, Joakim Noah being the... Yeah, uh, being, being the, the third, third one, being the honorable <laughs> mention. Um, so, you know, I, I, I really like Cam Newton. I think he'll land on his feet wherever he goes. Um, I don't know if Kyle Allen is, is the future for this Panthers team. But um I think you might be right in letting Cam Newton walk um or trying to field a few calls for him. I don't think he's got I don't think he's got anything else going for him in in Carolina right now with the Panthers. I yeah. think they that they that relationship has has run its course. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's any fault on either side because you know that's it says something that a you know, a, a team and that, you know, the, the Ron Rivera, Cam Newton relationship has gone on a long time. You know, the ownership of that team is, you know, like anyone who owns an NFL team, you know, that, that guy is as suspect as anyone else. But, yeah. You know, he stuck with, he made a call to go with Cam Newton. He stuck with it. Yeah. You know, a lot of, 
a lot of things went ended up going right there that yeah. <laughs> could have gone wrong. Yeah. But I think that, you know, everyone's kind of reached a natural, natural end point there. So I, yeah, I, I think the bears would be really smart to inquire about yeah, uh, one Mr. Cameron Newton uh, coming up next. There's not really anything in the Packers snap counts in this game other than uh, MVS was pretty absent. Yeah. Uh, for the, for the most part, not sure. Uh, not exactly sure what kept him out of this game, but apparently some, you know, the injury continues to, uh, to nag at him. So it gave uh, Alan Lazard and Kumaro plenty of chances and boy, Lazard and Kumaro, particularly Kumaro when he's on the opposite side of the field from one Devonte Adams is uh, yeah. all of a sudden drawing uh, slot cornerbacks and fourth cornerbacks. And yeah, you know, they've looking a little bit better. Yeah. Alan Lazard has just been yep. really for also, real, Alan Lazard. He's been really, really good, man. He's been really good. Three receptions, twenty-seven yards in this game. Um, he's he's so good. Wow! And one one of those catches was just uh, phenomenal. You know, it, it was one of the, it was like a third down across the middle. I think it was the nineteen-yard one, um, where he's kind of going to the ground to catch it. You know, he he's he's just been he's made every play possible. Uh, it's been great. Zedarius and Preston Smith playing most of the outside linebacker snaps. Uh, Rashawn Gary, I think he's got something wrong with the ankle. Kind of has slowed him up a little mm-hmm. bit in the last couple of games. Kyler Fackrell's been put into some bigger spots and played pretty darn well. Uh, B.J. Goodson only played 20 snaps in, in this game because Ibrahim Campbell, they kind of worked him in. Yeah, played a lot of dime and, yeah, and played, nickel in this game. Played a lot in the second half. As Kyle Allen was just uh, was just going back to the to the air raid offense, um, Amos and Savage went the went the whole way. Um, Ibrahim Campbell first game back looked decent. If yeah. he can if he can keep that rolling, yeah, forced a fumble on McCaffrey. Um, was covered by the Panthers, yep. but you know it's a it's a plus play. You know it's a fifty fifty ball. You pop that ball out, it's fifty fifty. Um, so you know a. a the Packers love Ibrahim Campbell. I, I'm really excited for him to be back playing. He's been he's been he was great last year. Kevin King played every snap on defense and had God, a couple of it. real big plays. Yeah, he, he gave up a couple. Yep. Yeah, but you know he he looked great tackling. Um, he had a couple nice like uh pass breakups and everything. You know he he Kevin King. It feels like there's always one or two plays where he's just a step slow or he just kind of misses the coverage or misses his yeah, he's assignment. a gambler he's a gambler yeah he's, it, he's, his whole defense is gamblers he's not he's not athletic enough to be a gambler at cornerback mm-hmm. i'm curious to see if that like if that ever changes but i don't think i, I need it to honestly no <laughs> you know with with a with the safety duo of darnell savage and adrian amos you know amos is so steady um that i I, th- I think it kind of allows your cornerbacks to be gamblers you know adrian amos is there to wipe up those mistakes and uh he does it really, really well, and uh, I don't know, man. This is just a—it's a solid secondary. Yep. No matter what. Yeah, we saw no Shannon Sullivan mm-hmm. in this game. No, uh, no Kadar Holman, who had kind of he started was, to sneak his way into. Yeah. No Tony Brown. No Josh Jackson. No Josh Jackson. Uh, I've I've forgotten that Josh Jackson exists. Yeah, him and him and Kadar Holman were both inactive. They were part mm-hmm. of the you know the six or whatever it is that that don't suit up. Um, so. Don't really know what's going on there. Uh, I think it's very strange to see almost no snaps from Josh Jackson this year. Um, I wonder if there's an injury, if there's a uh, some struggles learning the position and or what it is. Yeah. I don't really know. He might be bad. He just might be <laughs> bad. He just might not be as good as we thought. 
yeah, it, it's possible that he's bad, but uh, yeah, this is one way to one way to not know if he's good or bad is to not play him. Yeah, which one way to have no idea. You know, if if you can't beat out Tremont Williams for snaps, yeah, you, you might not yeah, be good. You might not be great. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't. You know, if the Packers are looking at like a you know a thirty. What, 35, 38 year old? I, I said 38 is a joke. I think he's 35. I would be. If surprised. you're looking at a 35 year old cornerback and saying, like, we're going to play this guy over a second, third 36. year, over a, a third year high draft pick in Josh Jackson, like. Second year. Yeah. Young guy. Second year high draft pick, then yeah. heck. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what, that's it's that's a, the way it is. Yeah. Struggle. So yeah, that's not nothing much in the snap counts other than Ibrahim Campbell has returned and hopefully he's going to be well. Um, be I mean, be good. I just what I meant to say. Be that we all just sounds well, I funny. I hope he's well as well. Yeah, you know, I hope he's feeling good. I think the guy that the guy that they decided not to go with it in favor of Campbell is Bashad Breland. Yeah, who has had just a rough go of it down in Kansas City. Yeah. I think uh, he's kind hurt, of he's hurt has, again. Yeah, yeah. I think kind of everybody has a rough go of it in that Kansas City defense. Yeah, uh, I think it's just kind of uh, part of the chase after guys a uh, lot. I think you just kind of it's part of playing that's for a, Steve Spagnuolo. Yeah, that's a uh, tough situation. Um, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy happened in the NFL this week. Oakland beat Los Angeles twenty six to twenty four. That was a good Thursday night game. Yeah, that I got to watch a little bit of. Uh, the Chicago Bears beat the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions decided to start Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, which is Matt, a mistake. Matt Stafford broke should, his back. Yeah, I mean Matt Stafford broke his back, but um, <laughs> the, if you ever have the option of starting Matt Driscoll or not starting Jeff Driscoll, yeah, just you should the game. not start <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. The game is what you actually should, in fact, do. Um, yeah, so Mitch Trubisky was finally not the worst quarterback in a game. Oh, <laughs> Jeff Driscoll was just just <laughs> dreadful. A, a dr- yeah, that's exactly dreadful. Right. just utterly dreadful. Um, just terrible. Yeah, uh, they should have started that rookie. Yeah. David Blau. Mm. Yeah, they should have started David Blau from Purdue because Jeff Driscoll is terrible. Um, and uh, Mitch Trubisky facing a secondary that decided to start trading away good players yeah. two weeks ago. Quandre Diggs, yeah. very solid safety. Yeah. Trubisky had a nice game. Yep, had a, had a good game against a secondary that's literally trading guys away yeah. in the middle of like a season that isn't lost yet. No, they were fine. They were... <laughs> the thing, man. This Lions team was not bad. This Lions team came out of the gate pretty good. Can you imagine being a fan of Detroit sports? No. Jeez. The Pistons. I try so hard just to not. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have been a sports person, I think, no. if I grew up in Detroit. I would have just chosen not to. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens beat the shit out of the Cincinnati Bengals 49-13. Uh, the Bengals are, are the they're worst. Also dreadful. Worst. Yeah, they're absolutely dreadful. The Cleveland Browns beat the Buffalo Bills in in one of those like oh my god is Cleveland good no <laughs> in in one of those games where it's like oh Cleveland's gonna find a way to blow this oh my god they didn't they held on and beat beat Buffalo uh, Buffalo's kind of been just like beating up on a bunch of 
terrible yeah. teams recently. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons beat the shit out of the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. I love this. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. But Sean Payton, he's 2-2 two and two with Drew Brees. He was 5-0 and oh with Teddy Bridgewater. They got thoroughly fucking beat. They got slammed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Atlanta decided that they, they were just going to wake up and start playing again. Oh, yeah. I, well, they, they took play calling out of Dan Quinn's hands. And that'll help. All of a sudden, things got good. Uh, yeah, the New York Jets beat the New York Giants 34-27 in, I'm sure, the best game ever played. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Arizona Cardinals 30-27. to That doesn't matter either. Nope. Uh, the Tennessee Titans beat the Kansas City Chiefs 35-32. to um, Kansas City should probably want to hire a defense. Yeah. <laughs> It should do something. Tennessee has been losing games like by a scores of like nine to three yeah. all season. And, and then they dropped 25, 35 on, on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. If Ryan Tannehill has a good day passing with only 19 attempts, <laughs> 181 yards, two touchdowns for Tannehill. Mahomes was 36 out of 50. With three touchdowns and no interceptions. Derrick Henry had 23 which, carries for 188 yards, two touchdowns. I mean. Which means that you should hire a defense. Yeah, you need to get a defense. If Pat Mahomes can put up numbers like can that. Can put up 446 with three touchdowns, no interceptions, be sacked twice and lose. You've got to get you a defense. have issues. You've got to get one now. Uh, the Miami Dolphins beat the Indianapolis Colts. Jacoby Brissett is out, which is sad. Because it puts Brian Hoyer in the starting position, and um, he, he, he's yeah. bad. He's really bad. He had three picks. Um, just bad. I, I I like Brian Hoyer, but also Eric Ebron cannot be your no your leading one. receiver. <laughs> Eric, Eric Ebron, Ebron and is, Jack Doyle. Are you is one and two? Utterly awful. You have problems. I just in case you're wondering, Eric Ebron is completely unforgivably terrible. Um, that goes back to his Detroit days where he was like, he was so highly touted in Detroit. And you're just like, wow, this is going to go poorly. Is, uh, yeah. I don't know how yet, but it's going to go poorly. It's not going to work out. And Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Los Angeles Rams 17 to 12. Telling you about Mason Rudolph. He's pretty good. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Dallas Cowboys down in Jerry World 28 to 24. Dallas had a chance for a last second drive to win this game. They couldn't do it. Interception. Curse picks it off. Um, yeah. 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 That's fine. Yep. Yeah. Whatever. Dallas is who they are. They're yeah. Not, they're, they're not great. No. Um, Minnesota, meanwhile, they're, they've just got, they've got some guys who are pretty useful. Dalvin Cook, 26 carries for 97 yards, had a touchdown. Also uh, seven catches for 86 yards. He's doing everything right now. Yeah. They've really found a rhythm, you know? They're seven and three. They're 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 cruising. They're you know on the Packers' heels for this division. You know. Yeah, and if you take a look at what's coming up for Minnesota, they have got uh, the Broncos coming in, and then they're at the Seahawks, then Lions, Chargers, Packers, Bears. So it's not a cakewalk through the end of it. No. And you know those division games always get yeah get a little muddier than yeah. Than you might think on paper. And the final game, I didn't see this one. Seattle 27-24 over the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. San Francisco is no longer undefeated. No. And eight and one. Um, yeah, all this all this MVP talk, like it's probably just gonna be Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> out he's of his mind. Really, really, he's really out good. of his mind. 
He's just been uh, exceptional this year. Yeah, I'm I'm realizing that like you know my my sort of general dislike of the Seahawks and Russell Wilson is very much based around like the fail Mary and oh yeah you know the Brian Bostic playoff game and, yes and all these all these matchups Green Bay Seattle that have gone Seattle's way and you know counted on on Russell Wilson but like I'm starting you know I, I'm 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 man enough to realize that the reasons why I don't like Russell Wilson are all stupid reasons. Yeah, no, they're all dumb reasons. He's an he seems like a nice guy. He's although a, I do think his 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 water thing is funny. Yeah, well that's that's a bad that's a bad idea. I don't yeah. does he still push that or was that like something he got into five years ago that That was something he got into a few years ago and then yeah. I think he got a lot of re uh pushback when he was like drinking this water helped my concussion and people were like oh, shut no, up. you better shut up. <laughs> yeah. You better stop. <laughs> we can actually talking. sue you for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh yeah, there's I I think that like he he's very very much chosen to handle like his his professional life in a and I'm not going to call it like a cynical way but in a very detached kind of way. Yeah. And that like he has a media personality that is seems solely designed to like get him endorsements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which no. like is like fine good for you I think. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the thing, one of the things that I like about sports are like some of these like more like open personalities mm -hmm. in sports. I've always liked like the weirdos in sports of, yeah. you know, like the 92 Phillies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the slightly more crazy personalities. So when like Russell Wilson, who like, you know, arrives on draft day fully formed is like, boy, I sure do like drinking vitamin water yeah. as a key to my success. I'll just be putting on my Bose headphones and be driving away in my Buick. Praise God. Yeah. See you later. Like when he does that, I'm just sort of left going like, Russell. <laughs> Meanwhile, J.R. Smith is yeah. you know, like covering his neck in tattoos yeah. and <laughs> drinking Hennessy on the bench. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. man, let's go. <laughs> Ron Artest is changing his name. I'm just like, I, I love this. Yeah. And Russell is, is sitting crisscross applesauce waiting for his yeah. next endorsement check to come through. Yeah. Uh, Boy, I sure do like Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't even have a contract with Apple. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I'm pushing for it. Yeah. I, I, I just, uh, you know, I just realized that the reasons why I don't like him are, are insane nonsense. Yeah. No, they're they're four years ago. It's it's yeah. very much like I, I hate the Utah Jazz with a, a real passion. Only because Although the I, phrase Utah Jazz is funny. Yeah, it's funny. It makes me chuckle. Um, I was a T-Mac fan when I was a child, and the Jazz always beat the Rockets in the first round of the playoffs, sure. like three years in a row. And so I just hated the Utah Jazz. And now it doesn't matter. So many years in the past, Utah Jazz are meaningless. The Seattle Seahawks are pretty meaningless. There hasn't been a meaningful Packers-Seahawks game in so long. In like four years. Yeah. You know, since 2014. I like to dwell on the past. I only dwell on the past. So stay with us next week. We'll try to get we'll try to get a uh, a roundtable going. I got to talk to Abbas Dahadwala, mm -hmm. uh, general manager of Radio to Paul Sports to let me use the big room. That'd be nice. In there to... Uh, to get something recorded. So uh, stay with us. We'll be back next week for bi-week coverage. And then uh, 
back once again on two regular episodes week after that for Packers 49ers talk and breakdown head cheese head this week is Aaron Jones. It's Aaron Jones. Yeah. I was going to ask if it was Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones had three touchdowns. Yeah, he did have he three, had three touchdowns. touchdowns. That's pretty big. Uh, I think it's Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is our most frequently selected yeah. head cheese head of the it's week. Been real good. So far. Um, you remember like uh, two years ago and then one year ago where like the whole national media was like yelling at Mike McCarthy about like how good Aaron Jones yeah. was. Use Aaron Jones. Yeah. Turns out he's pretty good. Turns out he's really good. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, thank you for listening to Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. If you like our podcast, please rate it on the iTunes app or whatever other app you use to listen to podcasts. We would appreciate that very much. Um, send us uh, messages at Cheesecagoland on Twitter. And until next week, stay cheesy, baby. Say it.